Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Noot, noot. It's David Cox. Pingu. I might yeah. not stop Pingu. <laughs> I'm Josh Matheson, but I love Pingu. <laughs> and I think we'd like to start this episode with a massive apology to everybody for missing last week. And also this podcast being a day late as well. We are literally recording this on Wednesday morning. And it will come out to you this afternoon. I'm going to edit it as soon as this we finish most, and upload it. Almost live. We could talk about news. It we could hold up. Pretty much a is. Newspaper. Pretty live. Yeah. We're good. No, yeah. it's true. It's true. Day is going to be at it's about 20 degrees in London. Sunny spell. <laughs> about 5% chance of the rain with gusts of about 14 miles an hour. And right. the main headline on the news is... Uh, something about something party game. say it. Currently trending uh, worldwide. <laughs> Are we seriously uh, doing the news for today? <laughs> yes, that, and the news for today. We've become uh, topical. The Real Housewives of Lagos. I don't know. People will oh, discover yeah. this um, in three years' time or something, and that's what happens. They'll read them and they'll, they'll, they'll binge them. So when we're in this sort of like post-apocalyptic wasteland, they'll look fondly on these, on these <laughs> the heady days of the rail strikes. <laughs> and and when we had newspapers. Yeah, now, now the they whole just, world hasn't now they're, now they're just written, they're just um, yeah. carved into stone yeah. as people fight over the mice that they're eating. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, uh, Matthew McConaughey is trending. Uh, all right, all right. I was thinking about yeah. gun legislation. There's going to yeah. be a Joker too, with oh dear. Yeah. and so also R.I.P. Simon, but I don't know who Simon is. Well, I think everybody's here for Treasure Island rather than today's oh, yeah, news that, yeah. so we should probably get on with that so this week we're going to be here it ends the news broadcast <laughs> Go. so this week we are looking at chapter 17 of treasure island which is a bit of a long title narrative continued by the doctor the jolly boat's last trip In- so last week i don't well i say last week last fortnight ago i don't know if you remember but we skipped to a new narrator we had the doctor writing what was happening because we kind of had a bit of a a split screen vibe going on where we'd seen what happened to jim on the island and then we were basically going back to the doctor and everyone on the ship to see what was happening to them while that was happening to jim on the island Mm. and basically the impasse or that stalemate or that we know they know kind of came to an end and the captain and the squire and the doctor made their first move against the pirates that were left on the ship, basically pointed the guns at them and went, right, we know that you're pirates and you're dodgy. You either join us or we're going to shoot you. And at that same time, they started loading stuff onto the boats and rowing across to the island to dump the stuff. And then anything they couldn't carry that they didn't want the pirates using against them, they dumped overboard, like the excess gunpowder and all the rest of it. So they've basically made a runner with all the arms. I yeah. think I think that's right, isn't it? They've basically taken all the guns and all the weapons. They've gone ashore to where the pirates aren't and they're stashing the stuff to kind of make a last stand. But I think they've gone is... back and forth a couple of times. And this, yes, where we pick I up think here is the last trip back to the island yes. on the boat. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think they've done quite a few trips. But <laughs> on that it, it still yeah. seems to be quite a bold strategy as far as Ungson because while they'll have like a little rowboat, that's not enough to get all the way back to England, particularly if they're all the way in the Caribbean. So they're kind of abandoning their main source of transportation. Uh, and I'm not quite sure how they're planning to get home after this. Um, but maybe they're not thinking that far ahead. Maybe they're just thinking, do you know what? Let's just survive the pirates and put them down first and then we'll work the rest out later. They'll float home on the treasure. Yeah. Well, as we've established, they're about five miles off the coast of Cornwall. They're just really bad at navigating. So <laughs> they're just going around and around in circles in the paradise. So, yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Not a palm tree or golden beach in sight. No. Exactly not. Mm, or a broken up. Yeah. Mm. Right, well, so we jump straight in then. Let's have a little look and see what the Doctor has left to say. I've got a, a picture for the title. So mm-hmm. you can see the boat leaving. I'm not quite sure why that person's pointing a gun at the ship. Um, I don't know if this is some kind of like, they're going to shoot a gunpowder barrel and blow the whole thing up or what? What I did they, know. I can't remember. What did they do with the 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 the, the bastards who were... Uh, oh, the mutineers! Yeah, I think they've just they, left them in the brig. They were like, they were like underneath, weren't they? And they were like, "You stick your heads up, we'll we'll shoot you." So is he just and like I think they basically just made. Them. Yeah, I think they basically just. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're kind of going holding a gun on them in case they pop up to try and. Sh- well, actually, they don't have any guns, do they? They've only got knives, so they yeah. can't shoot them. So I suppose they are quite safe on their getaway. Um, but yeah. So we'll they go out. up the beach and like they, they could be, do like little positions around so that the, the pirates can't get onto the beach. So you could mm. probably like it's not a bad tactic. Not the higher I ground. Mean, the pirates, the pirates don't know where they're going at this point in time. So well, yeah, no, they've got of... no map. They don't know where the treasure is. The only liability right now seems to be Mister, what's it, Gun, because if they find Gun, Gun they can find the treasure without the map. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so he's a yeah. bit of a loose end. But obviously, Long John like a lot don't know about Gun yet. So as long as Jim and Gun can stay out of the way, they uh they'll be safe. But uh yeah, let's let's jump in and see see what no, happens. Right. It's it's finally getting to the exciting bit now that the the dust like the this kind of who's gonna pull the trigger first has ended now. Like it yeah. it's all out war, like the first the first shots have been fired, so the gloves are off finally, and uh, we might actually see some action, which would be good. Chapter 17. Narrative continued by the Doctor. The Jolly Bot's last trip. This fifth trip was quite different from any of the others. In the first place, the little galley pot of a boat that we were in was gravely overloaded. Five grown men, and three of them, Trelawney, Redruth, and the captain, over six feet high, was already more than she was meant to carry. Add to that the powder, pork, and bread bags. The gunwale was lipping astern. Several times we shipped a little water, and my breeches and the tails of my coat were all soaking wet before we had gone a hundred yards. The captain made us trim the boat, and we got her to lie a little more evenly. All the same, we were afraid to breathe. 
In the second place, the ebb was now making a strong rippling current running westward through the basin, and then southward and seaward down the straits which we had entered in the morning. Even the ripples were a danger to our overloaded craft, but the worst of it was that we were swept out of our true course and away from our proper landing place behind the point. If we let the current have its way, we should have come ashore beside the gigs, where the pirates might appear at any moment. "'I cannot keep her head for the stockade, sir,' said I to the captain. I was steering, while he and Redruth, two fresh men, were at the oars. "'The tide keeps washing her down. Could you pull a little stronger?' "'Not without swamping the boat,' said he. "'You must bear up, sir, if you please.' Bear up until you see you're gaining. I tried, and found by experiment that the tide kept sweeping us westward until I had laid her head due east, or just about right angles to the way we ought to go. We'll never get ashore at this rate, said I. If it's the only course that we can lie, sir, we must even lie it, returned the captain. "'We must keep upstream, you see, sir,' he went on. "'If once we drop to leeward of the landing place, "'it's hard to say where we should get ashore, "'besides the chance of being boarded by the gigs, "'whereas the way we go the current must slacken, "'and then we can dodge back along the shore.' "'The current's less already, sir,' said the man Grey, "'who was sitting in the foresheets. "'You can ease her off a bit.' "'Thank you, my man,' said I, quite as if nothing had happened, "'for we had all quietly made up our minds to treat him like one of ourselves. "'Suddenly the captain spoke up again, and I thought his voice was a little changed. "'The gun,' said he. "'I have thought of that,' said I, "'for I made sure he was thinking of a bombardment of the fort. "'They could never get the gun ashore, and if they did, they could never haul it through the woods.' "'Look astern, doctor,' replied the captain. "'We had entirely forgotten the long nine, "'and there, to our horror, were the five rogues busying about her, "'getting off her jacket, as they called the sprout tarpaulin cover "'under which she sailed. "'Not only that, but it flashed into my mind "'at the same moment that the round shot and the powder for the gun "'had been left behind, and a stroke with an axe, would put it all in the possession of the evil ones abroad. "'Israel was Flint's gunner,' said Grey, hoarsely. At any risk, we put the boat's head direct for the landing place. By this time we had got so far out of the run of the current that we kept steerageway even at our necessarily gentle rate of rowing, and I could keep her steady for the goal.' But the worst of it was that with the course I now held, we turned our broadside instead of our stern to the Hispaniola and offered a target like a barn door. I could hear as well as see that brandy-faced rascal Israel Hands plumping down a round shot on the deck. "'Who's the best shot?' asked the captain. "'Mr. Trelawney, out and away,' said I. "'Mr. Trelawney, 
Will you please pick me off one of these men, sir? Hands, if possible, said the captain. Trelawney was as cool as steel. He looked to the priming of his gun. Now, cried the captain. Easy with that gun, sir, or you'll swamp the boat. All hands stand by to trim her when he aims. The squire raised his gun. The rowing ceased, and we leaned over to the other side to keep the balance, and all was so nicely contrived that we did not ship a drop. They had the gun, by this time, slewed round upon the swivel, and Hans, who was at the muzzle with the rammer, was in consequence the most exposed. However, we had no luck, for just as Trelawney fired, down he stooped. The ball whistled over him, and it was one of the other four who fell. The cry he gave was echoed not only by his companions on board, but by a great number of voices from the shore, and looking in that direction, I saw the other pirates trooping out from among the trees and tumbling into their places in the boats. Here come the gigs, sir, said I. Give way, then, cried the captain. We mustn't mind if we swamp her now. If we can't get ashore, all's up. Only one of the gigs is being manned, sir, I added. The crew of the other most likely going round by shore to cut us off. They'll have a hot run, sir, cried the captain. Jack ashore, you know. It's not them, I mind. It's the round shot. Carpet bowls. My lady's maid couldn't miss. Tell us, <laughs> squire. When you see the match, and we'll hold water. Oh, we've got a picture here. We have got a picture. <laughs> oh, um, got, so that's them yeah, trying to get the cannon ready. I'm guessing this guy here on the floor with the bandage on his head, bleeding, is the guy that's gotten shot. The guy that got shot, yeah. yeah. And there's a little jolly boat in the distance, yeah. Mm. So basically, they've been absolutely stupid. That they thought they'd got rid of all of the stuff, but they hadn't. No, there's there's just, basically just still a cannon a and a load of gunpowder and the balls still in the in the ship. And then I think basically the problem is is that that shot that Trelawney's now let off has alerted all the rest of the pirates on the island that something's going on and where they are. Because obviously you remember that Long John killed that other guy by using knives to yeah. try and stay as quiet as possible because obviously these sh these guns would have been very loud. Yeah. And no silences in those days. So now I think the pirates on the land are starting to jump in their own little boats to, to kind of head towards them as well, knowing that they're overladen so they can't go very fast. So basically they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Yes. And they're taking on water as well, which isn't good. Mm. It's very high stakes. I have to say he's done a very good job. Why couldn't they do more trips in the boat? Yeah, they should have. I mean, this was the fifth trip. I go, well, you should have just done a sixth trip, taken half like, of the people with the you stakes, on one of the others. The stakes are high and they don't know you're there. Like, Yeah, you've made it I a lot would, harder. I for would suggest don't worry about getting bored about doing lots of trips because that's probably mm. the least of your worries. Yeah, I think true. now you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, well, like Definitely. a cannon is going to cause a little bit of a issue. Mm. Yes. In the meanwhile, we had been making headway at a good pace for a boat so overloaded, and we had shipped but little water in the process. We were now close in, thirty or forty strokes, and we should beach her, but the ebb had already disclosed a narrow belt of sand below the clustering trees. The gig was no longer to be feared. 
The little point had already concealed it from our eyes. The ebb-tide, which had so cruelly delayed us, was now making reparation and delaying our assailants. The one source of danger was the gun. "'If I durst,' said the captain, "'I'd stop and pick off another man.' But it was plain that they meant nothing should delay their shot. They had never so much as looked at their fallen comrade, though he was not dead, and I could see him trying to crawl away. <laughs> "'Ready!' cried the squire. "'Hold!' cried the captain, quick as an echo. And he and Redruth backed with a great heave that sent her stern bodily under water. The report fell in at the same instant of time. This was the first that Jim heard, the sound of the squire's shot not having reached him. Where the ball passed, not one of us precisely knew, but I fancy it must have been over our heads, and that the wind of it may have contributed to our disaster. At any rate, the boat sank by the stern quite gently in three feet of water, leaving the captain and myself facing each other on our feet. The other three took complete headers and came up again drenched and bubbling. So far there was no great harm, no lives were lost, and we could wade ashore in safety. But there were all our stores at the bottom, and to make things worse, only two guns out of five remained in a state for service. Mine I had snatched from my knees and held over my head by sort of instinct. As for the captain, he had carried his over his shoulder by a bandolier, and like a wise man, lock uppermost. The other three had gone down with the boat. To add to our concern, we heard voices already drawing near us in the woods along shore, and we had not only the danger of being cut off from the stockade in our half-crippled state, but the fear before us whether, if Hunter and Joyce were attacked by a half-dozen, they would have the sense to conduct a stand firm. Hunter was steady, that we knew. Joyce was a doubtful case, a pleasant, polite man for a valet, and to brush one's clothes, but not entirely fitted for a man of war. With all this in our minds, we waded ashore as fast as we could, leaving behind us the poor jolly boat and a good half of all our powder and provisions. End of chapter. Oh. Ah. So they're a little it's bit... Not looking good, yeah. <laughs> a little bit screwed. They went from so, being in a pretty advantageous position to basically being, yeah. It's hard to think of a word that's not swearing for the for, to, to describe their situation. Up the creek. You know what I'm thinking up. Yeah, there you go. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I know they're meant to be the goodies, but it definitely would have worked in their favour if they had just literally walked into that bit underneath the ship and just dealt with all the men that were on, left on the ship before leaving. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It seems weird that they would just leave them there when they're, obviously they're going to plan something, aren't they? Yeah. Become a sitting duck. I mean, I know yeah. that they thought, well, it's fine. They Once we leave the ship, they've only got knives, but clearly they were not as uh, thorough in checking the ship for weapons. Yeah. I.e., the, the, the main weapon that these ships in these times are known for. I know, the cannons. The cannons. <laughs> and obviously like the they can... Obviously, they couldn't track trek a massively heavy cannon on shore, but they yeah, could but you have could just pushed like, it overboard. Well, there's that, yeah. But obviously, they they must have left them with powder. 
Or the balls. Otherwise, the cannonballs. And the cannonballs. So everything you need, basically. In fact, you don't need... as, as time to, you don't actually need cannonballs. You can load load it up with any with anything. Yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, anything the to cutlery, go by, it? The cutlery in there. Yeah, yeah. Because isn't it like? Because he said like an axe would light. I think they took the fuses, but he's basically saying that like you can just use an axe to spark it to light it. Yeah. So I think they considered something, but obviously didn't think. Oh, actually, yeah, these guys might actually use their brains and get these things working. Particularly if one of them's a gunner. Like, you know these people. So you know that one of them, that's what they do. They were Flint's gunner. Like, they're going to work out a way to make this gun work. Well, yeah. They're going to know all the little tricks to get it to work. Stupid, yeah. Mm. Not quite as smart as they thought they were. And So I guess if it flew quite close to you, like the actual the shockwave coming off of it would, I suppose if it was already overlaid and it, it only had took a little yeah. bit to tip the scales. I think probably what happened is, is as they've heard the shot, they've all ducked or yeah. like moved. And that's yeah. what's caused the boat to jog so they and then take on water. If had overlaid in it, basically. Yeah. Probably. If they split yeah, that yeah. between two, they would have been able to dodge it. Well, yeah. And, and the joke is, is they've been left with half of their stuff anyway. So it was all for naught. Yeah. All for naught. If they had just not been as greedy and taken less stuff, they would have at least still had the boat and they would have made it a lot easier. But yeah, Numbers. there you go. And now there's people yeah. coming as well. So they're like... Yeah, exactly. And everyone knows they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Clowns to so, the left of me, jokers to the right. So it says, hang on, the boat sank by am. the stern quite gently in three... Three feet of water. Okay. So they were already... It was basically there. Close enough that it was they a They could have jumped out. Leaving the captain and myself facing each other on our feet, the three, the other three took complete headers and came up drenched. Like, how? What are they under three feet tall? How on earth have they ended up underwater? No, I guess they must have like <laughs> been knocked off their feet and fallen in. Oh, okay, yeah. Like if you okay, get knocked right. over by the waves in like the in the first bit, and you're like, <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. Like, that's what I was trying to work out because I was like the boat. The doctor said he was steering, which is at the back of the boat, and that's where the boat sank from. So that's why I was trying to work out how he only ended up like being gently wet, and then everyone else ended up like faces in the water. I was just trying but to work if, out how that. They not have, if they because they saw oh we could see a narrow strip of sand. They're like right, should someone get out at this point and just like guide us in? Yeah, because there's probably a rope on it. Mm. Basically, we're sitting here in our comfortable rooms, suggesting how these seamen <laughs> should have done it better. Um, wouldn't Isn't... recommend to a friend two stars. So it's just Quite nice to see that Trelawney's finally actually good for something. He's a good shot, apparently. Yeah, yeah apparently he's actually, apparently he has some useful skills, not just cool blabbing steel. gossip. Yeah. Yeah. But then I suppose if he's a bit of a toff, he probably was like, you know, shooting at the range at his madhouse a... somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Right, so I suppose we should probably try and work out what happens next. Yes, indeed. Let's play. Guess what the next chapter's called? I mean, I'm going to assume that we stay with the Doctor. So, narrative continued by the Doctor. The battle for the beach. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd read that. David? The, the people on the boat try to salvage what they can from the boat something along those lines 
Brilliant. Uh, good. Well, yeah, uh, Matt, you got the first half right because chapter 18 is called Narrative Continued by the Doctor. Yeah. End... <laughs> Part two. End of the first day's fighting. Oh, Ooh. okay. So I wasn't pretty, that far pretty... off. I said battle. Oh, I yeah. said there was going to be yeah, fighting. Battle fight. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So we've got more Suggest... fighting to come. More fighting to come. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they're having fighting, to be fair. Yeah, but I do wonder how they're going to... Because now they're, like, outnumbered on the beach. Outclassed. They, are out they don't want to leave their provisions. Outmanned. Do you know what I mean? Cause they, so they're going to have to, like, set up some kind of base to defend. Because, obviously, you don't want to, like, just run away with the guns and leave all the bread and the pork powder and <laughs> <laughs> powdered pork. The super noodles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pork powder. Yeah, you don't want to be leaving all that stuff behind. So, yeah, they're, they're going to have to try and set up some kind of defensible position. So mm-hmm. Use the geography. I'm sure there'll be some sort of uh, craggy nook for you to mm. secrete yourself behind. Yes. You still have two guns. Secre- they don't have one. Secrete yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and also secret yourself. A good I would still suggest that they've got an okay chance. I would make a big ring and build loads of fires around the outside. Yeah. Um, well, and as long as they've got like all their loaded guns lined up, so as long as they've got like twenty guns and they're all loaded and they're all lined up ready to go. Yeah, but they said they, they need uh, two. Oh, okay. Well, then they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> the others have got wet. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, I suppose they're all in the boat. Yeah, no, the gunpowder, man, takes takes forever. Uh. Oh, dear. Oh, because he said, oh, he was, because he had the stock up in the air and not, because obviously the barrel gets a bit wet, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The stock itself. Oh, dear. Locks. Well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions on what the Doctor and the gang should do next to survive, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Um, or if you know exactly the right amount of journeys that he should have took to, uh, to take the boats to the shore instead of being impatient and doing it in like five or whatever they did, um, then tell us your mathematics and working out on Twitter at Lazy Book Club Pod. In lieu of a cannonball, what would you shove in a cannon if you had to? <laughs> tell us on Instagram at, at Lazy Book Club Pod. A frozen turkey. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that. David's challenge is a bit like the fox, the hen, and the grain. Yeah, is oh it? yeah, <laughs> in in the boat. Like, how'd you take them across? This literally, like, yeah. The was it the, the the squire, the pirate, and the gunpowder? How do you? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. If you get them if across you leave without the, them killing each other. If you leave the squire with the pirate, they'll eat him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're also on Patreon, where for the very low fee of $3 a month, you get an extra episode. Uh, We are slightly behind as well with those because of how busy we've been, but there will be a new one going up today as well. I'll put that up, as well as another one to make up for the backlog as well. So those will be coming to you very, very shortly. Otherwise, we will see you next week for Narrative Continued by the Doctor. End of the first day's fighting, Chapter 18. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.